Hi, I'm Grant Dufresne, and welcome to Dufresne Ministries podcast channel. We believe that as you listen to this message, your faith will be stirred and you will be encouraged in whatever you are believing God for today. Stay tuned at the end of this message to find out more information about our ministry. So we're talking about that there's never a time that we shouldn't receive our healing, shouldn't receive our miracle, shouldn't receive our provision if we approach God rightly. What's approaching him rightly? Approaching him based on his word. Amen. And so we were reading in Psalms 34 verse 1 that his praise shall continually be in my mouth. Amen. I want you to know the devil's always wanting to put something else in your mouth. He's wanting to put difficulties in your mouth, worried, worried words in your mouth, fearful words in your mouth. Why? Because he knows the one who gets your mouth gets to move in your life. And that's why we, it says in Psalms 34, his praise shall continually be in my mouth. Why? Because if, if it's his praise that's in my mouth, then he's the one that gets to move. Amen. If he's not moving in our lives as we need him to, it's not his fault. It's our fault. We have to open our mouth to the right thing. But if we constantly have in our mouth the difficulties, the challenges, the fears that are suggested to us, the worries that show up, then that gives expression and movement. And then the devil gets an invitation, an open door to work more of what you talked about. Amen. Now turn with me, if you would, to to Luke chapter 16. Luke chapter 16. I want you to know if you will worship God long enough, there's no miracle you can't receive. There's no healing you can't receive. There's no provision you can't receive. If you worship him long enough, you say, How, what's long enough? Till you get full. Till you get full. Amen. Till you get full of the word. Till you get full of the spirit. Till you get full of knowing what he will do for you. And worship helps fill you. Luke chapter 16, verse 11, it says this, And it came to pass, as Jesus went to Jerusalem, that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. And as he entered into a certain village, there met him ten men that were lepers, which stood afar off. And they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. And when he saw them, he said to them, Go show yourselves unto the priests. And it came to pass that as, he went, as they went, they were cleansed. Notice, whenever you need healing, God will always tell you what to do. Yes. <laughs> Amen. The Holy Ghost will direct you toward a scripture to stand on. He'll direct your attention towards something. If you'll follow what he leads you to do in the face of your need, you'll always arrive at your answer. Amen. So as they did what he told them to do, he said, go show yourself to, pri- to the priests." As they went, notice this, they were cleansed. What's that mean? The process of leprosy stopped. Amen. The leprosy leaves their body. No more leprosy. That process is stopped in their body. All 10 of them. All 10 of them. Verse 15, <clears throat> and one of them, when he saw that he was healed, he turned back. And with a loud voice, glorified God. Notice this. In glorifying God, it says, he fell down on his 
face at his feet, giving him thanks. And he was a Samaritan. What's that mean? He, didn't have, he was not a Jew. He did not have a covenant with God, but he got in on what belonged to God's people. And he showed proper gratitude. So we have the idea that possibly the other nine had a covenant. Possibly they were Jews. But notice this, it's not whether you're Jew or Gentile, it's what do you do in your gratitude? What kind of respect are we going to show God? So he fell down on his face at Jesus' feet, giving him thanks. And he was a Samaritan, verse 17. And Jesus answering, answering said, what's he answering? He's answering the worship. When you worship, he'll answer it. He answered the worship. He said, were there not 10 cleansed? But where are the nine? Where are the nine? Listen, Jesus had an expectation that they return and show proper gratitude. And when they didn't, he said, he's saying, where were you? Well, God, I need my answer. I need help. Where were you Sunday? Where were you at midweek service? Amen. Where, where, where have you been? Where have you been? You've received some things from God. What have we done with those? Amen. Notice this. One in ten return to give proper acknowledgement. I think that that's probably a pretty good ratio just of humanity. Only one in ten of what God does something for ever show proper respect. But let me show you what happens if, we're, if we'll choose to be the one. We can choose to be the one. <clears throat> Jesus answered this man's worship and said, where are the others? And the man said, there are not found, verse 18, there are not found that return to give glory to God, save this stranger. Look at verse 19. And Jesus said unto him, what's he doing? He's still worshiping. He's still answering his worship. Arise, go thy way. Thy faith has made thee whole. The others were cleansed. This one, because he went further in his in his respect and honor toward God. He didn't just want his need met. He acknowledged God in the meeting of that need. And in doing that, he was made whole. Well, we know this. Leprosy doesn't leave your body like it found it. It eats off fingers and toes and parts of faces. And it, it, it'll eat off everything it touches. It eats it off. The others, the nine had that process stopped. But this one had fingers put back on. He had toes put back on. He had body parts that were lost put back on. What did that worship? Now notice what Jesus said. He said to him, he said, arise, go thy way. Thy faith has made thee whole. Notice this, Jesus called worship faith. Notice this. Uh, again, Psalm 34, his praise shall continually be in my mouth. What's that doing? Then we're in the continual flow of faith. We say, praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. That is the flow of faith. And you shall receive based on your faith. Jesus said, so be it done unto you according to your faith. Not according to God's power, according to your faith. We don't receive based on God's power. We receive based on our faith towards God's power. 
Couldn't we say this? If he said this, Jesus said, so be it done unto you according to your faith. Couldn't we say this? So be it done unto you according to your worship. Because worship is a flow of faith. Jesus called this man's worship faith. Hallelujah. Jesus was expecting those who received to offer worship. He was expecting it. And you can show, you can see he was displeased that they did not come and give the worship that was due. The man got something more than they got. That one Samaritan got something more than the nine Jews. You worship, you'll end up with something more than others won't. Others won't have it. Worship will move you into more than what others have. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He went from cleansed to wholeness. He went from leprosy to cleansing to wholeness. See the process? What brought him to the completion of the process? Worship. His calling out in faith brought him to cleansing. Jesus, have mercy on us. Go show yourself to the priest. When they did the act of obedience, it brought them to, from leprosy to cleansing. But notice, there was only one other thing that could bring him to wholeness, and that was worship. Your faith and your confession can take you to one level, but you add your worship onto it, and you go all the way. You go all the way into wholeness. Not just pain stopped, but things put back that the pain took away. Put it back. Hold, worship puts back in your life what the devil stole from your life. Worship puts it back. It positions, positions you for wholeness. Amen. If you need a body part put back, worship will put it back. It'll put you in position so that what was missing can be now made whole. There are people who have had surgeries, had organs taken out, had parts of bodies taken out. Worship will put it back. If you do it long enough, you say, is that earning it? No, it's getting it past wrong thinking, getting past wrong believing, getting past wrong words, getting past worry, getting past fear. If you will keep worshiping, it will push fear back. It will push worry back. It will push doubt back. If you'll keep worshiping, all of that other stuff will break off of you. Why is it? Because worship brings the anointing. And the anointing destroys the yoke. Say that with me. Worship brings the anointing. And it's the anointing that destroys the yoke. We have to worship long enough for the anointing to come. People just worship a few minutes here, a few minutes there. You got to worship long enough for the anointing to come. How long will it take for the anointing to come? I don't know. Just worship till it comes. It depends on how healthy your faith foundation is. <clears throat> Amen. I was a classical piano performance major in college. And so people, would, people have asked me, can you play that stuff again? Yes, if you give me time to get back on that piano 
and I can recapture. There, I have a foundation of technique in me. I have a foundation of understanding of the pieces in me. But you gotta give me time. You can't just give me five minutes a day. Give me some time. But because that foundation is in me, if I'll give it time, it won't take long. It won't take long. It's the same thing if there's a foundation of faith in you, a foundation of the word in you. It won't take long. It won't take long. But you got to give yourself wholly to it. You got to give our, we have to give ourselves enough time in it. Amen. Do you understand? If we will worship long enough for the anointing to come, the anointing will put back body parts. You understand that? I can promise you new body parts based on the word. That's what Jesus said to this, this man. Because of your faith, you get to go into wholeness. And what was his faith? Worship. Hallelujah. <clears throat> hallelujah, hallelujah. Worshiping God will give you what others cannot have. Hallelujah. I want to read again what God said to Brother Norval Hayes years ago. My children basically love me, but they live in poverty and sickness and defeat. They don't live in heaven's blessings because they don't worship me enough. What's enough? Till the anointing comes. Amen. God wants to move. God wants to move, but as long as people think wrong, he can't do what he wants, but if we'll worship long enough, that, that anointing will start destroying things, breaking things off of us. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Faith is anything you can thank God for out loud. See, if you won't thank God for it out loud, you're embarrassed. You're ashamed. Now, I'm not talking about around unbelievers. The Bible talks about you don't cast your pearls before swine. But your family, they should hear you worship God. Your children should hear you worship God. Amen. Worship is heard. This Samaritan who was cleansed of leprosy, he came back, it said, with a loud voice. And he fell down at Jesus' feet. Why? He wasn't ashamed. To worship. Why? Because he wasn't ashamed to be whole either. <laughs> Amen. Anything we can thank God for out loud before we see it, we'll see it. Jesus will make sure we see it. Amen. But we have to thank God before we see it. And thank God for what we've asked him for out loud. Amen. How many of you know sickness is a yoke? Depression is a yoke. Fear is a yoke. Can I tell you the way to get every single yoke off of you? If you'll praise long enough, worship God. It'll bring you into a place of his presence and his anointing that those things can't stay anymore. <clears throat> Years ago, I was going through a, a, a difficulty, a season of testing that lasted at that time for about a year and a half. I had rebuked every devil. I had prayed by the hours in tongues. 
I had read. I did everything I knew to do. And after a year and a half, I mean, it was, it was no better. Listen, if things aren't getting better, see what you, what you need to change. Don't just keep doing what you've been doing and nothing's changing. And I recognize it's not getting better. And I just said to God, I said, now God, I'm not endeavoring to speak doubt and unbelief, but I've been doing all I know to do and nothing's changing. Well, if we're doing all we know to do and nothing's changing, then we don't know enough. And he'll help you to know what you're missing. Just ever so slightly up came on the inside of me, the praise cure. The praise cure, what's the praise cure? There is a woman by the name of Lillian B. Yeomans. She was a medical doctor. She was dying on her, she was on her deathbed and she began hearing the message of healing and believed God and was raised up off of her deathbed. From that time forward, for the next 35 years, she quit the medical practice and went to teaching divine healing. And she, some, some students that she was teaching asked her about different cures. She said, I've seen all kinds of cures in my profession, the mud cure, the cabbage cure, you know, all these different cures that men would have. And she said, I've never found but one cure that cured everything. And they said, what is it? She said, it's the praise cure. She said, there's nothing you can't praise your way out of. Now, this is huge because it's, it's right to speak to the mountain and tell it to move. We must. It's right to tell the devil to take his hands off our bodies, off our finances, off our home. We must. But if we don't go on to the third step, which is apply the praise cure, we're not going to arrive at wholeness. It's worship that arrives us at wholeness. And worship is a flow of faith. So I was doing all I knew to do in the face of this season of test I was going through. And I just looked to the Lord, what do I need to do differently than what I'm doing? And just ever so slightly, this still small voice. See, uh, the voice that he leads us with, that still small voice is so quiet, is so still and quiet, you, but you, sometimes people's lives are too loud, they don't hear it. Their minds are so loud, they don't hear it. And ever so slightly, that still small voice, the praise cure, I knew exactly what he meant because I remembered the testimony about Lillian B. Yeomans, this medical doctor. So I quit all my pages of confessions every day. No, confessing is right. I, did, I quit all my rebuking. Rebuking is right. I quit all my praying in tongues. Re praying in tongues is right. But see, I had already done that, and I hadn't gone on to the final step of victory. The final step was the praise cure. So I put down everything I was doing for that whole next week. All I did, I'd wake up, I worship you, Father. I worship you, Father. I worship you, Father. You mean you didn't read your Bible? I did the Bible. It's right to read the Bible, but to read the Bible without doing the Bible will drive you nowhere. We read it so we'll know what to do. So it's all right if the Spirit of God leads you to do more doing than reading a particular day. <clears throat> so I got up and I just, first thing out of my mouth, I worship you, I worship you. I had to do that because my mind was so tormented. My mind was so harassed. I had to get in front of my mind. I had to get my mouth in front of my mind. You know what I'm talking about? I had to start saying something before my mind would kick in and start troubling me. 
So I said, I praise you, Father. I praise you, Father. I praise you, Father. For the first three days, it seemed like every devil in hell was trying to get me to stop it because the devil would say to me, that's not going to fix your problem. Just saying, praise the Lord is not enough to fix your problem. And you know what I did? I said, it is enough. It's enough. Now see, the natural mind, how does saying, praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord, put body parts back? How does it put money in your account? How does it run fear out of your life? How does it do that? Because it brings the anointing. And I tell you, the devil fought hard for those first three days. This is ridiculous. You're going to get worse. You better get back to your confessing. See, he wanted me getting back trying mentally to get hold of victory instead of taking the final step that would arrive me at wholeness. So I'd wake up in the middle of the night those thoughts trying to trouble me and I'd, and I'd wake up and say, praise the Lord. I'd start out talking the thoughts. <clears throat> praise the Lord, 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 praise the Lord. Get up in the morning, praise the Lord all throughout the day while I was doing business quietly to myself. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord. I guarantee I did it hours and hours and hours and hours to myself or out loud based on where I was. At the end of seven days, I was just saying this, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. And all of a sudden it was like that coin clicked in the vending machine. Something clicked inside. What was it? I stepped into a place in the spirit. And when I did, the word of the Lord came to me and he said, now tell that spirit that's been harassing you to stop in its maneuvers against your life. There were people in the house company was over. So I got up and I went into the restroom of our home and just real quietly, I said, now Satan, that evil spirit that's been troubling my mind, harassing my life, you stop in your maneuvers against me in Jesus' name. And I walked out of there and that thing was done. What was that after a year and a half? Why I had left off the vital step of worship. I had, re- I had spoken to the mountain, that's right to do. I told the devil to leave, that's right to do. But once you do those, go on to the third step of worship because that's going to be the bulk of time that you're going to spend worshiping God Why? Because it'll bring the anointing and the anointing will destroy that which tries to hold you back. Amen. I, uh, probably about four years ago, I, uh, I was at home and I was resting and I started having certain symptoms in my body. And uh, I don't know if you've ever heard of it. It's called like a restless leg syndrome. If you've never had it, it just, it doesn't, there's not pain associated with it, but there's torture associated with it because you try to lie down and your legs constantly jerk. You can't sleep. It just constantly. Well, when you travel, that's a bad thing. Because I'd, if I sat on a plane long enough, that would start. And I couldn't, the, the jerking of the legs and, and it's, 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 it's so uncomfortable. You go to, you can't, I never, I couldn't take a nap because if you lay down, the legs would start jerking. I couldn't go to sleep at night because they'd start jerking so bad. And uh, it'd wake me up and I could not, I couldn't sleep. I would go for three days with no sleep. And finally, after three days on the fourth night, I was so tired, I just would crash and sleep through it. And then I'd get up and start the process. That happened for two years. And when you're traveling, And when you're preaching and all this, that becomes a bit wearing on the body. So the body started really 
I started having issues. I could not sleep. I would be up all night long walking to try to get those. Because when you walked, it would subside. But if you laid down, it'd come back. So uh, I had gone to the doctor about it, and they put me on some medication for it. So I took it for a while, a couple years, and then all of a sudden that medication started making me sick. And I said, I can't travel and do this. You lay in bed and you're nauseated for an hour. I'm not doing this. I'm not going to feel bad while I travel. And you know what it did? It got me to the point where I'm fed up. I'm fed up. I'm fed up. Listen, until you say you're done, the devil will keep harassing you. <clears throat> now, see, I had said that before. I had said that before. I'm done with this. I'm fed up. And nothing stopped. I'd rebuke it. I'd talk to it. But see what, what would happen. Again, I forgot the praise cure. I had to take the third step. You First of all, the first step is what? Answer it. Tell that mountain to leave. Tell that which is troubling you, get out of your life and get out of your body. Second thing is what? <clears throat> Tell the devil, take your hands off. <clears throat> the third step to your victory is praise. So for the next day and a half after that, I just, all day long, just praised and praised. And day and a half, all that's gone. All that's gone. After four years, all of it's gone. All of it's gone. I could feel my, like the nerves in my leg reviving. I could feel things happening during the day. I could feel it after, after a day and a half. And you say, well, that came quick for you. Yeah, you want to know why? I got a solid foundation of the word in me. And because of that, things can happen quicker when you have more word in you and you know how to praise from that place of the word. Amen. I want you to know if you're part of this church, you've got a good word foundation in you. And you say, Pastor Nancy, I don't have much of a word foundation in me. That doesn't matter. That doesn't matter. You can still pray. There's nothing you can't praise your way out of. Feed yourself with the word. Get the word in you, but then praise. Amen. And worship God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Can you say there's some things I need to run off of my life? Number one, what are you going to do? Answer it. Number two, what are you going to do? Tell the devil to take his hands off that situation and leave your life. And then the bulk of your time is going to be doing what? Worship, 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 worship all day long. If, if you have to and you wake up in the middle of the night, worship. Amen. Hallelujah. Make it a focus. Why? Because worship brings the anointing and the anointing destroys the yoke. Amen. Hallelujah. Stand with me to your feet this morning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Stand with me to your feet. I'm going to speak to you. I want you to say these words, but I'm going to also invite those who may be viewing to say these words. So say this with me. Say, Father, I thank you for the price that was paid for me. Victory belongs to me. So I take my victory. I say to any mountain, any obstacle, any hindrance in my life, you leave me in Jesus' name. Sickness, you leave. Pain, you leave. Disease, you leave. And Satan, you take your hands off my life, off my body, off my finances, off my home, off my children, off my marriage. And now, Father, I praise you. I thank you that your power is working right now. 
I acknowledge that. I glorify you. I praise you. Lift up your voice. I said, lift up your voice. Tell him, thank you. Father, we worship you. We praise you. We glorify you. We magnify you. We glorify you. Hallelujah. We trust you've enjoyed this message. Visit us at defrayministries.org to learn of our upcoming meetings, share your testimony, become a partner, or visit our online store. This program has been made possible by the friends and partners of Defray Ministries.